Good afternoon. Today's date is April 17th, my favorite day out of every month. Some of you know why. Most of you won't. 2019, and this is a Hello Rookie podcast. What up, Chris? How you doing? I'm confused right now. I have no clue why April 17th would be your favorite day. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, today we're going to talk NHL playoff bets. So let's get right into uh, NHL talk. How much money did you lose last night? Um, I didn't b- bet anything on the game last night. I had zero good feelings about that game going in. But um, about $2,100 total. How the, the mi- how the mighty have fallen. What in the world? All that hard work. during That's what kills me. Like All the hard work during March Madness and... I mean, you know, I would have been happy to end March Madness even, but I made a couple grand off of it all and put it all <laughs> on the lightning first round to make 700 bucks, and then they do that. Who happened, who happened to have the best, like, season ever or something, right? I mean, they're... Yeah, so they had the most win- they had the most wins ever. It was the second best record of all time. Um, <clears throat> they were... They had 340 goal scorers... Three ninety-point scores. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no like the best analytical, the best team in terms of analytics of all time. Yeah, uh, so many things went wrong for them. I, we don't, we don't have to and break that, it down if you want to. I've been breaking it down for twelve hours. My phone was going nuts last night during the game. And out of all of that, the Lightning fall four-zero. Not a single playoff win. It is yep. what it is. All right. What what else happened in the NHL last night? Um. Yeah. Our so we were two and I I want to say we were two and one because I said I, technically what we said was the right thing to do was to bet the better team in both of the two series that had a chance to sweep um, Pittsburgh and the Lightning and um but I said that I I I didn't believe it possible that Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay would both be swept. Um, basically by, you know, a coach in both cases. They were both just outcoached. And, you know, when one coach is able to get his goon lineups to outplay the more skilled team. But anyways, yeah, so um, Pittsburgh was swept by the Islanders. Another one that the Islanders just, you know, they were fa- they played faster. They played harder. They were better in the neutral zone. Um, they didn't have as much possession, but you know the Lightning had all the possession in, in last night too, and it didn't. You know, it doesn't matter. I guess it's quality chances. And how do you how do you give up seven goals? Well, they had to go no goalie. It was it was four three, and uh, we actually had had possession the entire third period. They were just dumping pucks, and um, we had to pull Vaz with three minutes to go, and they got three empty netters to make it seven three. Oh, I gotcha. Um, how did uh, Las Vegas do? Vegas won five zero. That series is over. Um, I mean, I think it's three one now, but it's over. Uh, the Sharks finally pulled their goalie. <laughs> um, yeah, Martin Jones. We 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 hinted at it, and Eric Carlson too. Like he can't he can't turn right now. In I mean, it was. I mean, both the, so the Lightning and the Sharks are in a similar spot where. They got bad goalie play. Vasilevsky, I mean, he, he had stretches of good play, but he let in a lot of goals that he te- technically or typically wouldn't. And then both both teams had basically, you know, 
the top one, two, three defender in the league, defenseman in the league out have been for the Lightning. And um, Carlson played through an injury for the Sharks, but was terrible. Um, but yeah, Vegas won. And what was the other one we had? Jets um, Blues. Yeah, Jets won as well. 2-1 in overtime. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, so we have three NHL games to tonight, uh, 7, 8, and 10 o'clock. We have the Bruins, Maple Leafs, Predator Stars, and Flames Avalanche. Um, Toronto leads their series 2-1. Um, NSH leads their series 2-1. And Colorado leads their series 2-1. Um, all right, let's start with Boston, Toronto. Um, yeah, that line opened out plus 105. It's currently, or the at Boston plus 105. That's where it sits still. 70% of the money is on Boston. 71% of the bets are on Boston. Um, that, you know, as far as the kind of the advanced stats and analytics go, everything's been on the Bruins side. Um, I think additionally, they're the better defensive team, the more physical team in the regular season. Um, They gave a game away in Boston. I think that they they win tonight, plus one hundred five. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the plus money and and the better team tonight with that one for sure. Boston, it is. Boston, it is. Second game, Nashville. Um. Nashville has a 2-1 lead over the Stars. The Predators have been dominant in the series. I think that they've been um, not not quite as dominant as Vegas, but they've been really, really, really good. Um, the cl- games have been closer than – I think it's been a one-goal game in all three um, because Ben Bishop's got a 940 save percentage this postseason. So he's basically you know been the best goalie in, the, in hockey over the last month or two, and it's carried on into the, into the postseason. Um, and I think – he has one more good game in him. I think Nashville is going to win this um, in six, but I think that Dallas wins tonight at home. Um, they were 2-1-2 and two against the Preds in the regular season. Obviously, they're getting great goalkeeping, great defense. Um, I think they find a way to get to two goals and win a 2-1 two ga- two game tonight. Um, Dallas. Dallas it is. Um, and then Calgary's the other 8-1 where the eights and or the ones in a lot of trouble. Um I don't think it's nearly as bad as the Lightning series was. Uh, they have a so the NHL has a different set of rules for playoffs. Like in the third period last night, Nikita Kucherov is on the puck in the high slot, and um, he you know he receives the puck and he turns towards goal, and the defender just two hand you know grabs him and pulls him off the puck, which is. You know, you can call it holding, you can call it interference, call it whatever you want to call it. It's not a hockey play, and but it's playoff hockey, so they let it go. And um, that happened two or three times. We had, uh, you know, we barely touch a guy with the with the hockey stick, and it's a slash. And we saw, um, I forget who it was. I think was was Newski or whatever his name is, something like that. A defend defender for Columbus, like basically break. JT Miller's ribs with his stick and nothing gets called because it's the third period of a playoff hockey game. Um, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, it's, it's taking Johnny Goudreau out of his game too. They're using a similar strategy. The avalanche are where they're 
trying to keep a man on him, be physical with him, even when he's off the puck. Um, he's got one point in the first three games. He averaged over a point per game um, in the regular season against the Avalanche. I think he's going to step up tonight. I think he outplays McKinnon for the first time in the series in Calgary. Um, steals a game in Colorado. All right. Good stuff. Is there any other um, hockey-related information you'd like to talk did you, about? Did you see the Ovechkin fight? No. He knocked some 19-year-old Russian kid out. I, I I could not stand it. Oh, my God. It was so – it was terrible. I mean, the, the kid clearly didn't want to have anything to do with fighting him. And it was basically – he's got Ovechkin charging him, you know, some 40-year-old man charging a 19-year-old kid and didn't give him an option. You know, it's fight or hide, you know, like you tuck your tail between your legs, drop to the ground and hide. And so the kid drops his gloves and Ovechkin knocked him out cold on the ice. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow. Something to see. What what team does Ovechkin play for? Washington. Wow, wow, wow. So he's uh, Svechnikov. He, yeah, he's out um, for, is, I guess he was out for last night's game. Is that right? No, he's out for, he. oh, they must have got a travel day. So he's out until for a few more days. So they, they. Because uh, Carolina. Washington should be on tonight, but it's not. So he he's not playing tomorrow. So did they ban him for playing the game? Is that what you're saying? No, he's he got knocked out cold. Ovechkin's oh, the kid they got knocked yeah, he out. Got, he got a five minute major, but he's fine. Oh, okay. I see. Yep. All right. Well, well, good stuff in the hockey world. Um, close segment. No, I didn't start segment. I'll have to cut this. It's all right. Uh, okay. I can do it. All right. So we'll just open up this next segment here <clears throat> yep. with the uh, NBA playoff talk. Uh, you want to put together a lineup? Yeah, let's build one. All right. How did our lineup do last night? I saw Plumley kind of shit the bed. Yeah, Plumley wasn't. He was bad, but he wasn't terrible because it was. Oh. You know, he did. He did some other stuff. We had. Um... Who? Who? Just real quick. It was between Plumley and was it Ford? I couldn't remember who the other. Yeah, Bryn Forbes, I think it was. Bryn or, Forbes. Or, um, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like a terrible lineup. The There was issues, though, for sure. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. L- literally, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say he tears up um, Toronto all season, but he, you know, maybe a 25-point ceiling against the Raptors and four or five games and just disappeared last night. Couldn't make shots, lost playing time. I think he was down to like 23 minutes total. Um, so that, that was the pick that really screwed us. I see. Um, you want to put, so we're going to use uh DraftKings or Fendel? Yeah. Uh, okay. Pulling up our, fantasy labs workstation here um all right so our models yeah so like, it looks like uh Bryn forbes and Plumley both had about the same same amount of, of points so it was definitely a 50 50 
Yeah, and Plumlee actually had a good start to the game. His first six minutes, I think he had a, over a point a minute for sure, and then it just dipped off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a great night, but I don't, I don't think it was a gr- really great night for anyone. Um, okay, so Indiana at Boston, Detroit at Milwaukee, Utah at Houston. Let's, let's start with the with the uh, current lines on these games. Right, so yeah, three three total games on the slate tonight. Yep. The Bucks have an implied total of 114. They're a 15.5-point favorite against the Pistons. Rockets are at 110.5. They are a 7-point favorite against the Jazz. Celtics, 106. They're a 7.5-point favorite against the Pacers. Um, and then you've got the Jazz at 103.5, Pacers 99, and Detroit 99. Pretty, pretty close projections huh um yeah yeah well no no really tight lines um i don't know i think the jazz at houston um is one i would consider laying the seven houston's playing insane right now the the celtics pacers game seven and a half point home favorite 15 and a half home favorite for milwaukee Milwaukee probably covers the 15 and a half if Blake doesn't play tonight. Um, I think the latest update I got was that he's trying, like he's like lobbying to play. Um, let's take a look at that if that's official yet. Nope. He's questionable. Um, he's lobbying the Med- Pistons medical staff to allow him to play. <laughs> he didn't play in game one. Assuming he, even if he does play, he's ineffective. We'll have to take a look at what that does to the Pistons in fantasy terms. Hold on a sec. Going to lose my headset. Okay. Point guard tonight. I like, um, we'll take a look at what the model says, but I, I really like Ricky Rubio. He's a playoff monster. He absolutely owned Westbrook. Um, the Utah's last go around in the playoffs. Uh, he had a decent game one tw- or 31 and a quarter um, in 32 minutes. So he'll see th- that's kind of been the thing with him is, you know, they've, they've been watching his minutes. I think he'll see 30 plus minutes throughout the playoffs, which generally um, at, at 5,700 will mean he's a five X lock in most nights will be right in the six X range. Um, he doesn't have like crazy usage, but you know, you're getting, assistance steals with Ricky Rubio it's what he does um so he's got a pretty low floor I'm not sure what the model um has for him tonight Mr. Rubio oh where's he at he's made a lot of our lineups yep I just like low floor guys like that where you're getting um, production production across the board. Um, so he had 32 minutes, 15 points, three rebounds, six assists, and two steals on the 14th against the Rockets at the Rockets. Yep. Uh, he's looks like he's the seventh rated point guard in our model. Um, you know, that's got Donovan Mitchell – it's got some crossover plays. Um, <clears throat> so Kyrie Irving is actually going to be playing off the ball a little more for as long as Marcus Smart is out. 
Um, and with that in mind, I like what that does for Terry Rozier. He had a miserable game one, like just terrible. I mean, it was an 84-74 game, so offensively there wasn't a lot of um, guys that, you know, really tore it up. But um, he was really bad. One of six from the field, one of three from three. Um, obviously, it's hard to get a ton of assists when your team only scores 87 points, but 14 fantasy points. He hasn't been terribly productive um, over the past month or so, but uh, with Marcus Smart out, his minutes will be up, his usage will be up. He's going to be playing point guard. Um, he's basically going to be playing the Marcus Smart role where he's playing point guard and letting Kyrie move off the ball. Um, so I think he has a bounce back game here. And at 4,700, he's obviously a good value. Um, small forward, <clears throat> let's go ahead and lock this in. Highest ceiling, somewhat easy matchup. I mean, you look at what he did in game one. He played like 23 minutes. Yeah, 23 minutes, 55 fantasy points is pretty insane. He had 24, 17, and 4 in 23 minutes of play. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in 48 minutes, he's got, you know, 50 points and 40 rebounds. That's what he's on pace for. Not too shabby. He's a freak. Yep. Um, all right. So power forward, I mentioned I wanted to take a look at what. So I want to look at what um, the Pistons player usage rates do when Blake Griffin's out. Um, let's go. So I'm using StatMuse here. Um, see if I can get it in the. And we can just kind of pull up the usage rate for the whole team. Um, so this is with Griffin in the lineup. And then if we we can specif specify that with Griffin out. Um, well... Okay, so it's... Jackson, 24 and a half. Looks like Ish Smith, 22. Stanley Johnson. Yeah, that's irrelevant. Luke Kennard, 18. So let's take a look at Luke Kennard with him out. I mean, he's only missed seven games. So Luke Kennard did jump up to 23. Um, looks like he's got the biggest jump. So, so with him out... Um, It looks like Luke Kennard and then Reggie Jackson sees an extra 7% usage. So those two guys both pick up the workload. Um, let's take a look at Reggie Jackson here. 5,200, 22 fantasy points in game one. He only played 22 minutes. Kennard, 30 fantasy points in 28 minutes. 21 points, four rebounds, two assists. Shot 8 of 14 from the floor, 4 of 5 from 3. I'm going to go ahead and lock him in. Um, he should see some extra. Is he guard only? I oh, know he's small forward. Okay. All right, let's look at power forward. Let's take a look at the models this time. Giannis is already in our lineup. Um, Jason Tatum, 
looks like it likes Tatum. Um, take a look at what he's done. First, let's see L. Howard's status. He's questionable due to an illness. He's got that bug. He's got that illness. Game one, Jason Tatum, 34 minutes, 25 fantasy points, 5,600 salary. We've got 62.50 per spot. I'm going to go ahead and throw Tatum in there. And then let's get some shares of Houston. Um, my guess is Capella doesn't like playing against uh, Rudy Gobert. So stat muse again. Actually, let's do game log with DraftKings totals. So he's played him three times. He's averaging, what, 30, right around 33, 34 points a game. Um, under his average, I saw, I already looked up um, Rudy Gobert. He's, at, he's well below his average against the um, Rockets as well. see German in game one see these guys that all right let's take a look at Drummond <clears throat> he had 50 in his last game against the Bucks 2013 four two and one um I like that matchup with Brooke Lopez. All right. This is going to be tough to make work, but let's see if we can. All right, so Drummond there. So we need to – we've got 5150 for our, our last two spots. One of them needing to be a guard. Yep. We could look at Reggie Jackson. Um, again, kind of hoping and assuming that Blake doesn't play or is um, somewhat limited. But at that point, you know, we've got three Detroit players in our lineup. Let's let's take a look at Houston. Eric Gordon, 27 and a quarter in this first game against Utah. 17-3-1-2, 31 minutes. The minutes is nice, um, particularly since they won by 32 points. Have to assume he's going to be playing a lot in the playoffs. Um, 17 points. Three boards, one assist on the 14th versus the Jazz. Um, Austin Rivers. All right. Um, I like Eric Gordon. Fits the price point. All right. 5500 for anybody on the board. Top available players, Bogdanovich, Favors, Hayward. Hayward played 30 minutes in game one, had 28 points. Let's look at his, we're looking for what, 25 I'm happy with in the playoffs. He's hit 6X and he's hit 5X in, I mean, he's been over 4X in his last nine straight. 
I like Hayward. All right, Hayward it is. Rubio, Rozier, Giannis, Tatum, Drummond, Gordon, Kennard, and Hayward. Feels like a winner. Looks good to me. All right. Locking it in. Okay. And more thoughts on NBA tonight? Um, I don't know. I want to. I'm going to pull up the totals right now. All just, right. Just to have a peek. Um. That Indiana Boston game. The fact that the first one was like one a total of one sixty. I'm wondering what they made a total today. Two oh five. Um. So this season, here are the totals for their games. Uh, 214, 226, 243, 203. So they've been under that number once. Um, so that'd be an interesting tool. You can get 204 globally. So two, if you can get over uh, 204 on that, I would be looking at the over on that one. Um. Yeah, that 15 number for the Milwaukee-Detroit game. I don't know. That's that's too much. And I'm certainly not going to bet on Detroit without Blake Griffin. Um, Utah and Houston, seven points after the 32-point drubbing. I, what are you going to do with that? I'd probably take Houston and lay the seven on that one. Total of 214. Let's, let's see what that's looked like this year the totals between those two teams um 189 227 or i'm sorry 211 199 and 223 it's probably a good number all right yeah i'll be looking at houston minus seven in the over in the indianapolis or the uh yeah the pacers celtics game Public money's on 67% on Celtics, 70% on Bucks, and 74% on the Rockets. Yep. Total in the the other in the um Celtics game, 59% is on the over. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of a lot of betters on the the Celtics, eh? Yep. I think they they jumped up to the number 2 favorite to make the or to win the eastern conference right behind uh actually nope i take that back it's um milwaukee's plus 125 boston or uh toronto's plus 300 boston's plus 430 and then um the 76ers are plus 800 so i like the 76ers bet that'd be cool I like to see the 76ers do something too. If if Embiid can play, if he's healthy enough to give you 20 minutes a night, I like the 76ers bet for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, good stuff. Uh, close segment. Oh, it's closed. Good, good, good. Right, open segment. <coughs> open. <laughs> okay, so now let's get right into 
the RBC Heritage Golf event coming off from the Masters. We're headed now to Hilton's, Hilton Head, South Carolina tomorrow for the RBC Heritage. Um, not every single big name is playing in it, but there are many big I think names playing for the in RBC, it. it's a loaded field. they got to be thinking they're lucky stars. Yeah, well, I mean, you got Spieth, you got DJ, you got um, Rochambeau, um, slash Deschambeau, slash physics golf man. Um, Chris's favorite, Charlie Hoffman, I believe, is playing. <laughs> Kuchers out there. Oh, let's see who else we got in the field. Oh, uh, Molinari, of course, is in the field. I mean, that makes it worth watching alone. Oh, yeah, he's, that's some thrilling golf. <laughs> he's so exciting, right? He, yeah. Nevertheless, it's exciting to see if he if he can hold on to his leads that he undoubtedly carves out. He, um, so we were watching with, with, with family, and he was getting absolutely shredded in the room for... For everything, for everything. Um, Mike was <laughs> pissed that he hit the ball straight every time he hit it. Like, oh, it's no. so boring. He just hits it straight. Where oh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. And then, yeah, others were angry at the way he looked. Um, <laughs> Face-wise. <laughs> He's such a nice guy, too. Like, yeah. unbelievably nice guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got Xander in the field again, who's talking smack. Got Webb Simpson. Who's Xander talking smack to? He just generally talks smack about everything. I mean, I shouldn't say smack, but, uh, you know, just being aggressive with his words. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Did you not see the special with him and his dad? Um, no. Tommy Fleetwood is in, in the field, which I know Chris will be betting hard. No, I won't be betting Tommy Fleetwood. I like Tommy Fleetwood. I won't be betting Tommy Fleetwood. Here's a quote from Xander. I wouldn't show up to a property that I don't think I could win at. I think my game suits a lot of different style of courses. This property historically suits sort of a shorter hitter that's very precise, putts well, and wedges it pretty well. You can sneak a few extra drivers off the tee, but you don't really have to. Xander's ready to go. What, I mean, he just well, that that just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> Every everything has to be hyper polarized for you, doesn't it? <laughs> I just made a simple comment. It, he he. No, I'm with you. Yep. He talk he talks a little puffy. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it. No, it's great. Yeah, he pisses me off too. Can't stand him. Yeah. Okay, so you got any lines on this thing? I do. Um, I just threw together a winning lineup too, just just based off of my. Um, yeah, so let's talk. I guess some of the favorites. Um, I, I I mean, for me, the favorite. So Dustin Johnson is technically the favorite. He's plus eight hundred, so eight to one. Um, he, he definitely should be the favorite. I would be looking at Bryson DeChambeau if I was betting, um, on it, which I, I might be, 
I like so Bryson sixteen to one. Uh, obviously had a good Masters. Hole in one was in contention for three days. Um, well, two days fell out of contention and then had a nice Sunday too. But um, uh, and then at it, right around twenty to one, you've got Jordan, Kucher, Kisner, Webb Simpson, Patrick Cantlay, Tommy Fleetwood, all in that twenty to one group. Um, oh yeah, uh. Molinari's fourteen to one, and or no, Molinari's sixteen to one, and Xander's fourteen to one. Um. Yep, I would be looking at if we're if we're I would be looking at Bryson to win, and then some of the some of the mid tier guys as you know top ten bets or top five bets possibly. Yeah, I like I like Bryson. Um, obviously, I mean it's hard to tell. Uh, for fun, I would I would uh, I would call Molinari to to win it, but anything can happen. I don't know much about the the course out there. Um, and Hilton Head, who does that favor? Is that long? What is you know anything about that course? Um, I didn't even I didn't even look at the course. Where is it being played at? Uh, Hilton oh. Hill, Harbortown. Yeah, yep. Um, it's only seventy one hundred yards, which is interesting. Um, it's seaside in South Carolina, straight... so wind is in the, wind is obviously going to be a feature or a, a factor. And you figure at seventy one hundred yards, the what, greens what? are probably seventy one hundred yards in South Carolina. The greens are probably not the easiest to hit. I don't know. You go ahead and read the read the course preview. Well, they break it down for every single hole. Um, oh, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a nice course. Some people listen to this and be like, "Oh my god, these guys are terrible." <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I you know. I've never been to South Carolina. <laughs> um, all right, so my my DraftKings lineup, I had uh, I just put put together Bryson DeChambeau at ten thousand four hundred, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick at eighty five hundred, um, Cameron Smith at seventy nine hundred, Charlie Hoffman seventy eight hundred, Ali Schneiderjans at um, seventy four hundred. And Mark Leishman at 8K. That's a winner, man, right there. I just I'm here. Let me let me pull it up so people can can see it in all of its glory. Yeah, look, give the people what they want. <laughs> yep, you're looking to cash a a uh, DraftKings PGA contest. Boom! There's a winner. You're welcome. All right. Um, Action Network is calling uh, for calling to pick the ball strikers. Um, they also like uh, what's his name, the guy that you were actually gonna golf with. No, was it? That was, was Tony Fino. He's not in this field. Fino. Oh, he's not. Okay. Nope. All right. All yep. right. There you have it. 
DJ's the favorite so far. Molinari and Bryson close behind Xander in the top five. Spieth, six so far. So we'll see what happens. Yep. I'm glad I'm glad we clipped that segment. I mean, I don't know how people could build their RBC Heritage lineups without that information. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Is really really good, right? It's not that bad. We, I, I bet the lineup caches. Actually, let me make sure I submit that before I piss off. We're new here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so yeah, I guess for future not that reference, <laughs> but, for future for future reference, we'll um maybe just go straight through the lines as soon as we get in it. Um, when we don't particularly know what we're talking about. But, um, all right, did you submit that thing? Yep. You got 50 bucks on it? No. <laughs> all right, you want to close that or did you already? Oh, I closed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, anything you want to circle back to, final thoughts? Um, no. Great show, Joe. Yeah, really good, right? I thought you really brought it today. I appreciate your effort, <laughs> your insights. Yeah, and, thank you. Um, yeah, we'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah, good stuff. All right, that's all we have for today, ladies and gents. Bye. <laughs>